0: Radio Mystery Theater presents. Come in. Welcome. I'm E. G. Marshall. In the musical version of J. M. Barry's Peter Pan. Captain Hook sings of himself, among other things, as the slimiest slime in the world. In my gallery of vampires, werewolves, murderers, ghosts, and witches, to me, the one who tops the captain's estimate is the confidence man who plays on the agony and confusion of people who have just undergone a shattering personal tragedy. This is the story, to quote Captain Hook again, I'm one of the crookiest crooks in the world. My darling. Darling. (gasps) Tom, it's you. It's your voice. You mustn't worry about me. I am here to talk to you from the beyond, Whenever you wish. Please come every day. I will. But how? Why can't I see? Everything will be revealed in time. I cannot speak too long. No, don't leave me yet. When can I speak to you again? Whenever the Swami builds the bridge from where you are to the beyond, to where I live in the land of the dead. The dead. Our mystery drama... The Dead deserve to Rest was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Jennifer Harmon. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll do that shortly with Act One. It is Robert Burns who said... Man's inhumanity to man makes countless thousands mourn. Some people, all unaware, seem marked for tragedy, like Letitia Meredith, Nay Henderson, a bride who never had a chance to be a wife, and who was marked for such tragedy and such haunting interference in her attempt to bind up her wounds and forget that she might have been Electra or any other of those doomed women in a Greek tragedy. The first interference in her life was fate, not man, except accidentally. Lord knows what's tied onto the car or what crazy things my friends may have set up to. I couldn't care less. There's nothing anyone can do to touch us now, Tom. We're married. We've got it made, honey, all the way. Go on, come in. Go first and ride over to the wheel. Oh, no, ma'am. I helped my bride over the first threshold. Oh, (laughs) dear. Now I run around and climb in to take over. And live a hundred years together. me and your mother. Oh, don't worry. today, Bill? I don't really know, Jim. They still have her under sedation, and I, I suppose she's half in shock. Uh, at least, thank the Lord, she had no physical injuries. I don't know how much that'll help when she finally comes to. I, I'm, I'm terrified she'll lose her mind. Oh, honey, she has more backbone than that. So when the full realization that Tom is dead, it's her. We'll just have to see her through somehow. Not quite the same as the husband she planned to spend her whole life with. We are a mother and father. And we love her. But in this, this awful thing, oh, Jim, how can we help her? I know one way I can. I started suit against the driver of that car that killed Tom. What good can... And being vindictive, too. The boy didn't mean it. That boy was 32 years old. He's been drinking, and with all that ice on the road, he was still driving like a maniac. That boy killed my daughter's husband. Well, isn't it enough for him to have that on his conscience? He's never had trouble before, and, and, and clapping him in That's jail. God. I'm not talking about a criminal suit. That's up to the police. I'm talking about a civil suit. What's the difference? Her damages, money. Oh, tish. Doesn't need money. You said Tom had insurance, and and anyway, she has us. She's 22, Belle. She had a probable 50 years of support to be expected from her husband. Even $50,000 worth of insurance wouldn't begin to cover that. How much will you sue for? Three million. What? They'll settle for one million. A million dollars. But I, I don't Dad think this won't will... help her now, Belle. But someday, maybe she'll thank me for that. <laughs> Dad will bring the bags in. Pish. Want to go right upstairs or, or, or sit down for a moment? I don't care. Downstairs, maybe. Tired, dear. No, it's just. Right now, I only have one wish in the world. Why didn't I die with him? Why didn't he kill us both? that you, Jim? Yes, Bill. It stopped snowing, has it? It just started in again. Looks like we're due for a real Wisconsin blizzard. <laughs> How are you, dear? A hothouse plant. I stayed indoors all day you better mix yourself a drink. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad the suggestion came from you. Uh, how's Tish? I don't know, Jim. Three whole months. She just can't seem to shake it. i got to give it time, Bill. I know, but I don't think it's going to be here, darling. I, I think she's got to get away. Away from Milwaukee and, uh, and all the old associations. And... Away from herself. After today, she's going to be able to go pretty much wherever she wants. She is a very rich young lady. They settled the suit? Mm-hmm. For a million dollars. Oh. To a new beginning, maybe. Hmm? What's a new beginning? Oh, oh. oh Tish. Oh, I didn't hear you come down. I'm not deliberate. I guess in a way I'm a sort of a ghost. Oh, Tish. I might as well tell you I'm thinking of cutting and running. Where would you go? What would you do? I was a working girl before Tom and I met each other. But it was here we did meet. I've been thinking if I got away, far away. I mean, with my own savings and Tom's insurance, but I... Honey, uh, let me tell you something. Money's no problem. I have just made a settlement which gives you quite an enormous amount of money. How much? Uh, uh, For Tom's death, one million dollars. As recompense? For gross carelessness. Would you consider that a fair exchange? Gee, honey, that's a hell of a thing to say to me. I'm sorry, Daddy. Of course it was unfair. That's me these days. I should be grateful... So suddenly I'm a millionaire. What do I do with it? It was the only, well, best way I knew to help. I know. But getting born all over again depends most on self-help. So here I go. Where, Tish? The biggest, noisiest, coldest. Oh, not cold like poor old Milwaukee, but cold shouldery. The best. Place I can think of to be really alone because it's so packed with people too busy with their own affairs. The best place to learn to really tough it out. And a town I can really have something in common with New York. I'm your bunkie down the hall. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? Oh, I'm terribly sorry, but I, I just moved in and I don't even have staples. Here. Oh, Nathan, you could always send out. Send out? Baby, this is the village. Anything you want. Pizza, hero sandwich, Chinese enchiladas, bum cake, you name it. Forget the cup of sugar. Just a ploy, honey. A uh, what? Uh, your ploy, gimmick. Like in chess, the gambit. You dig? It's an opening move, sort of. Well, I know you just moved in a couple of days ago, and you look kind of down in the dumps and lonely. So I figured I'd amble over and get us acquainted. I'm Hank Plank. How does that grab you for a name? What's your handle? I'm Letitia Hender. i mean Meredith. Oh, it ain't the second name that needs changing. It's the first. Like, my straight name is Henrietta, but I didn't go for dragging that around all my life, so I got it to be Hank. <sighs> Well, as a matter of fact, everyone calls me Tish. It's in height. Oh, it's not that bad. I'm only putting you on. I like it. Would you like to come in, Frank? I tell you what, kid, let's put it this way. Would you like me to come in? Yes, I think maybe you're just what I need. You're funny, and I could use a laugh you. Oh, I'll come in. Listen, when you're five feet two and 160 pounds like me, you're a barrel of that. laughs, and that's the film I open my mouth even, which, like you see, is as big as my waist. Uh, and I'll bet your heart. Well, I dig people, all, all kinds. Hey, it's a nice place you got. So what's the trouble, baby? Money? Oh. It's the least of my worries. Oh, that's nice. It's the only real one I got. It's a man. That's the reason for the mix-up in the last names, right? He walked out on you, the bum? Oh, no. He... he was killed. A car hit him right after we were married and as he was getting into our car in front of the church. Oh, holy cow. Well, you want me to leave by the window head first? Oh, no, no, please don't go. I, Oh, Hank, I, I just want somebody to talk to about him. Come on, sit on the couch, Tish. You'll never believe it, but I got big ears, too. All the better to listen with. Go ahead, honey. Spill. Hey? You hear that? I've been waiting for you, Hank. Hey? Listen, let's get this show on the road. I've got a hunch today's going to be a big one. Oh, you think I've got a job? I don't know. I just got vibes. Something big is going to happen. Well, I hope it's for you. And I better land something pretty soon or I'll end up on relief. Don't be silly. You know I have plenty of money. Kid, you're the first solid gold millionaire if I ever knew. But don't get me wrong. I'd never fall a cent. I'd go on a diet first. Huh? Hank here owes oh, nobody nothing. But after all you've done for me these last few days... Listening to me moping and weeping and carrying on, feeding and looking after me like a mother hen? You have to clean out the old system. I just happen to be around. But hear this. What? You are too trusting, little now. Don't you go around shooting off your mouth to just anybody. This is a big, bad city with more con men deadbeats and just plain thieves licking their lips waiting for a pigeon to come along. I've never spilled my heart out to anyone like that, Hank. Anyone but Tom. Okay close book. Hey, listen, now, make sure that front door closes tight, huh? And I will. Okay, let's see if I got a letter telling me I won the lottery. Ah, cupboard is bare. Aren't you going to open your box? What <laughs> for? Nobody to write for me. Even Mom and Dad don't know my address yet. You better open it. Looks like there's something there. Oh, All right. Really, there is something here. A letter. Probably from some local store resident. residence. No, it's addressed to me. My married name. Who on earth could... Well, what is it, honey? I can't. Listen, Hank, listen to this. My poor, bereaved Mrs. Meredith. No words of mine can adequately express my grief at your deep sorrow. I would hesitate to intrude, except that it is at the request of your own dear husband. He spoke to me last night from beyond the veil and begged me to reach you immediately and tell you that he is calling for you. Here's a startling twist which is only the beginning of a long, twisted chain of events. Who is the writer of this mysterious letter who apparently possesses supernatural powers? How else, in a city of eight million, could he have reached unerringly to find one girl, alone, away from friends or family, none of whom know where to reach her? Unless, could Hank have been the one to let him know? Return shortly with some of the answers. Shocked and startled all thought of her wits by the incredible content of this strange letter, Tish hands it to Hank to read to her. He spoke to me last night from beyond the veil and begged me to reach you immediately and tell you he was calling for you. Since I realize my words may be confusing and even shocking to you, I would like to explain. I couldn't reach you by phone, so I decided I was bound in all conscience to write and inform you of your husband's urgent request. I'm only the medium in this, but I do suggest you contact me either by phone or at the above address. I will be at your service at any time. My work, my duty, and my joy is the service of all mankind. Yours in the service of the eternal spirit which makes us one. Dr. Pavak Krishna. Wow. Who is this man, Hank? I don't know search me. Nine one six oh one Park Avenue, fancy neighborhood. The temple of transcendent truth. Just me. I don't know. I guess he's like not a doctor, but more like a, a guru or a swami, you know? But it's impossible. The whole thing's impossible. What do you mean? How could he know how to find me? I spent three months like a zombie after Tom was killed. Then I made up my mind I couldn't go on like that, so I picked up my skirts and ran, hid out, I didn't want anyone, least of all dad and mom, whom I loved, to know where I was. How come? Because they, well, they don't realize it, but they've always protected me. Wrapped me in cotton, given me too much love and not enough self reliance. That's what I've realized I have to build for myself if I have to have my life. So I came to New York, and God was sure smiling on me to let me find you. Oh, yes, some big treasure. You don't realize it. I mean, after I blew off steam and you rode out the storm with me, I honestly Pete thought I had a chance. A chance at what? Oh, I don't know. Coming to grips with myself. Making myself a person. Building some real backbone. But this... This has just turned me all to jelly. I don't get that, quite. Don't you see? I was brought up to believe in a a world after death, but I never thought... I mean, I don't think I could believe in communicating between somebody alive and somebody who's dead, huh? You mean you think the doctor here is a phony? I don't know what to think. How could he be since he found me? What do you think? Oh, I don't see how this guy could be a phony. What could I hurt to at least give him a phone call? I think maybe I just ought to go there. You couldn't go wrong at that address. Want to use my phone to make an appointment? Yes. What have I got to lose? Sure. What have you got to lose? Oh, yes, Madame Meredith. I know the doctor was in great hope that you would answer his letter. He's most anxious to see you. Well, I still don't understand how he managed to locate me. I would not know. I, I am just his receptionist. You're French? I am from Algiers. My ancestry is uh, mixed. If you'll have a seat, please. Uh, a gentleman is with the master. I'm a little confused. This is not in medical office? Oh, yes. In Park. You wear a nurse's uniform. I am a nurse. And the doctor, as you can see from the evidence on the war, is a licensed physician. But the Temple of Transcendent Truth, Ah, that has become his full life work. There are many steps to the truth. But I... Oh, he is here himself now. He will explain. But you're sure you can't help me somehow. Everyone says you can work miracles, Dr. Baba Krishna. Uh, I work no miracles, Mr. York. For some people I can show the way. Not for all. Why not for me? Because your heart is not truly open. Because you come in doubt. There is no truth without faith. No bridge that can be built without belief. But you'll I, I... excuse. Mr. Young, uh, the, the doctor has someone waiting. An emergency case. It's Madame Meredith, Master. Ah, oh, I and am so relieved. You will please come with me, Mrs. Meredith. We have much to talk about. Oh, I don't understand why when we don't even know each other. All will be revealed in time. Please, to follow me. Show Mr. Young out, Sister Maurice. But how did you find me and know where to find me? Your husband told me when he broke through to me. Tom is dead. Ah, death is only another state of the spirit, and the spirit... Don't fight me, try to think. Just make your mind a blank. Leave it an open slate to be written upon and all will be clear. Your eyes are heavy, heavy, heavier now. The eyelids will not stay open, they close. There is no light behind them, only the soothing dark. Okay. intimate questions about your relationship with with the man you loved and married Mm -hmm. and he called you Tish no everyone else did Tom wanted his own name what did he call you My full name is Letitia Ann. Did he have a high voice? No. Low? Not growly. Like yours a little, but younger. More like this? Yes. Well, not quite. Did he say, Ann, I love you more than anyone else in the world? Yes. Yes. When you hear this voice you are hearing now, you will know it as Tom's. You will know it as certainly as the sun rises. I will know it as Tom's. Tom left you a very rich woman. A million dollars. It was was like blood money. I will never use it only for some worthwhile charity. Would you sign it over to the Temple of Transcendent Truth? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It is a church and a refuge. You could live here in a retreat with all of us who have given our lives to the pursuit of oneness. I don't know. Would you, if Tom told you to, I don't know. I'd have to ask him. Then you shall ask Tom. (laughs) Yeah, mean... Listen to me, Mrs. Meredith. What I am going to tell you, you will remember when you wake. Everything else you will forget. Remember only one thing. Ask Tom what to do with the money. And obey him as your husband. Understand? Yes. I will ask him and do as he tells me. She has been difficult. You know that even under hypnotism, I cannot force anyone against his will. You have the high pulse. Yes. Good. Give it to her now, so she will feel the joy and release when she leaves. Then I will wake her, and we will bring her to the sanctuary. <gasps> fallen asleep or something. This is what we call the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Here the outside world disappears like the illusion it is. And oh. the truth is all. The oneness of the spirit. The bridge from life to life. Why did you bring me here? To this dark place? To talk with your husband. As I did. Call. easier if you stayed here in the retreat. Is that what you want me to do? That is up to Dr. Pavakrishna. Mrs. Meredith, that is enough for one day. Maris, please, open the door. You will rest a minute now, before you go home. Excuse me, Miss. Please, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling very well. well. I, I, I wouldn't bother you except that uh, we have seen each other before. We have. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Dr. Paul Kushner's office. Uh, I came out while you were waiting to go in. Uh, oh yes, yes. Then I'm sorry. Whoever you are. Oh, uh, Jerry, Jerry Young. I just can't talk at the yeah. moment. I'm too. Oh, uh, please let me go. I, I, I only <laughs> wanted to ask you. Did he, uh? Did it bring you any relief at all? I don't... I mean, I... Oh, could you get me a cab, please? I think I'm going to pass out. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Just give me your address. I'll see you home. Uh, Uh, There you are. Uh, you you want me to open uh, the door for you? Oh, I I could just find my keys. I I... I just... Hey, what gives you? Uh, I, I i went to see um oh this this gentleman was nice enough to see me home you know her no okay yeah. gentleman thanks and blow okay i'll take over mm-hmm. hey you still here yeah listen I don't know who you are mr but you, you're looking for passing. Don't take me on. You make one wrong move, I just as soon you. tiger, down, down. No sweat, no problems. And a little advice for you later. But first, the credentials. You get the message? Police? Detective Young, first homicide. Now, you want to put that carving knife away and let you and me talk Turkey. that the twisted, complicated chain I talked about is forged. Remember the slimiest slime in the world, the crook who feeds on human grief and loss and far too often gets away with it. Usually this greedy grub stays just inside the law and never steps over the line. If you want to know if he manages to get away with it this time again, Why don't you join me after these short messages for Act 3? The mystery at the core of this story is still how Dr. Pabit Krishna could have divined the information he had to begin with, unless he is a true psychic. Any suspicion of Henrietta as an informant is long since laid to rest. And even doubting the authenticity of Detective Gary Young's badge and credentials, there is no way he could have known who Henrietta is or what connection she has with Tish. So, let us proceed to the proof of the pudding. What you're telling me is that this crook preys off old women and widows and ladies off the dough. He's a big number one phony, right? In my book. So why haven't you nailed him sooner? Well, because we can't get anyone to testify against him. Now, I can't prove it, but at least two older women who've left money in their wills to use temple uh, died. Kind of very convenient. You mean he's a murderer? The whole setup smells. Now, I tried to con my way in as a broken-hearted son looking to reach his mother, but somehow that spider smelled me out. What I'm trying to say is your little Mrs. Meredith... After the sad story you told me, and if she is worth all that money, he's just the kind of pigeon that's made for his racket. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Hang on to her. Hold her back till I get a chance to do a little research on all you've told me. With a little luck, we can set a trap to pin that bald-headed eagle to the wall. Hello, Uh, Mrs. Henderson? Yes? Uh, This is uh, Detective Gary Young, New York Police calling. Oh, no. has something happened to me. Oh, no, no, no. no. There's nothing wrong with your daughter, Mrs. Henderson. I just talked to her within the last hour, so she's fine. But, um, well, there are a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. Of course, as long as Tish is okay, ask anything you want. Yeah. Uh, Have you received any calls about her during the last week? Why, yes. There was a call from a man i never did get his name quite straight but he said that he had a job for my daughter but didn't have her new york address i I was quite upset because i didn't have it either the best i could do was suggest she might have located my old neighborhood Mm -hmm. and where would that be ma'am oh years ago before i was married and settled down i had an apartment in greenwich village silly romanticism maybe but when tish took off for new york I, I, i thought she'd be Safer and and happier there than anywhere. But how would you know she had gone to New York or or to call me? Well, Mrs. Henderson, the tragic circumstances of her husband's death made all the wire services. I dug that out of back newspaper files. And the big settlement for damages was another big story. Detective Young, is Tish in trouble? No, nothing I can't handle. You leave it up to me and don't worry. I'll call on you if I need help. I think you're kind of trapped in a big time con game. How? I told you, Tish, there was nothing supernatural. This guru schmool picked up your story in a countrywide press release. All oh, right. Perhaps he could have. But how could he know my address? Personal things like what my husband called me? All that? Look, don't ask me, but why don't you give Jerry Young a chance to explain? Oh you. You just went hook, line, and sinker for a good-looking cop, and he can make you believe anything you want. I wish that was the truth. I wouldn't have to be asked to give in. You can wake up now, Tish. Are you awake? Yes. Would you like to talk about the money? No. But you do want to talk to Tom. Oh, yes. That money preys upon your mind, does it not? Yes. Then why not let Tom suggest what to do with it? Yes. I would do what Tom asked. That would be right. Very well then. That is arranged. We shall go to the sanctuary to meet Tom. Maurice, give her the injection before I bring her out of the hypnosis. (sighs) can't get anywhere with her, Mr. Young. I mean, when she comes back from that temple, like she calls it, it's like she was hypnotized. Well, she probably is. And I wouldn't put it past him to use drugs. But the worst part of it all is she's talking about moving into the house with all the other creeps, because then she can talk to Tom whenever she wants. How can he fool her like that? She's not dumb. Mm. Post-hypnotic suggestion, stimulants to make her feel on a high after her supposed talks, the letdown, when they wear off, that drags her back. And then he has a hooked? He knows he's being watched. That guy has the intuition of a cat. <laughs> Maybe he does have some real ESP. I figure he's after one big score and then blow. And your friend Tish has just the kind of stake he and his girlfriend need. We've got to figure something desperate. I well, mean, time is running out for us. I feel it. We, we must figure something out. I know, I know, but for some reason I cannot break her down. How do I get that million dollars from her? Where is he? In Milwaukee, in a safe deposit box. In real money? Better than that. What is better than money? Diamonds. Diamonds? Her father is in the business. When she did not want the money for herself, he persuaded her to invest. And he bought for her diamond. Perfect for us. Untraceable. Good as or better than gold. In South America, we could live like kings. If we had them. We are going to get them. And we are not going to wait. Get everything packed and ready for us to leave. But how are we going to get into the safe deposit box? She is going to do that for us. Under hypnosis. At her ghostly husband's suggestion. And then? I cannot keep her hypnotized forever. It will be like the other two. She will have to die. You can't be serious. Trish, baby, give Detective Young a break. Listen to him. You've got to listen. It's, it's all a big con game. But how could the doctor have gotten my address without... Um, Well, the same way I did. I called your mother in Milwaukee. But Mother doesn't know my address here. She gave me enough of a lead. She said Greenwich Village. So I called your real estate agent. She confirmed what I suspected. Someone called her ten days ago saying he had a job for a Mrs. Meredith but couldn't locate her. See, honey, it's like Gary says. Once the doctor knew the village, he just kept calling agents until he found the right one. No, I I can't. I won't. Now listen, I'm going to tell you something else. Has he been giving you any injections, you know, as a medical man? No. You mean you don't know? Here, come over to the mirror. Roll over, roll over, roll over sleep. What are you doing I, to I me? just, just want to show you something. You see those puncture marks on the back of your arm? i never been must be, probably, some kind of amphetamine to make you feel good. No, I don't believe it. I can't let go of me. I, I want, I want to talk to Tom. That's the bait to keep driving you back Okay, Tish I am going to call you that because we're all in this sink or swim You'll go back But not until you sweat a lot of things out of your system Where the devil is she? This is the second appointment she has missed. Oh, well, we can't call her. She doesn't have a phone yet. Shall I go to the apartment and... No. We'll give her one more day. Then we will have to make a move. Okay, Gary. I've been a stupid, romantic, gullible little fool. I should have realized, remembering Tom, that he'd never have gone with this, no matter where he is. I think I owe him something for making him out as foolish as me. Okay, let's get busy setting houses in order. What do I do? Well, it's simple. And I hope not too dangerous. Now, they're hungry for money. I think we can catch them off guard. The first thing is this. Nobody can be hypnotized if they don't want to. I'll show you a trick which is guaranteed that it won't work. Then, after that... Do everything he wants to. Pretend to agree. Try to get him to lay out everything he has in mind. Now, you'll have the radio transmitter in your pocket, no bigger than a pack of cigarettes, and the mic is here. You see in this brooch? We'll have the house covered. If you get in any real trouble, press here against the pack. Uh, that's that's an alarm. And if not, go with it. And trust me. Mrs. Meredith, I have missed you the last two days. I'm sorry. I was thinking. What were you thinking? About the money you asked for, for the temple. You may have it, if that is what Tom wants. Did you bring the safe deposit key as Tom asked you to? Yes. Does anyone know where you are today? No. Splendid. And you are ready to do exactly what I say. As your dear husband asked you to? Yes. Then sleep for a moment. Rest. Rest, my dear. I heard it all. Now. Now we'll pack the cars in front. You have the plane tickets, we take her to Milwaukee. Once she has opened the box, she has to die. It is almost dark. Come. there is much to do. I am quite sure I have her on her, but hold her tight, Maryse. We take no chances. Put her in the middle, between us. Mrs. Meredith? Yes? Climb into the car, my dear. That's right. Now you, Maryse... And I will go around to the driver's side. All right, doctor, hold it right there. What police, who, who police, police? Don't move. You're covered. In... Look, don't you play your doctor? Doctor, watch it. You all right, Tish? Yes, I, I think I saved it. What happened to the doctor? He, he was killed. Crazy madman who came in that car from nowhere. Did you find him? No, he. I don't know. He turned a corner, and disappeared into thin air. Just like the man who killed my Tom. No. No comparison. This wasn't much loss. But we'll find a car just like the Milwaukee police found the man who. Uh... Don't. The past is really dead now. And somehow, Gary, I. I don't think you ever will find this driver. Because I saw him just before the car hit. Oh. could you recognize him if you saw him again? Yes, only I never will. I told you the past is dead. The man behind the wheel was Tom. For you? Or is it? Was it only an illusion in the brain of a tired and tortured girl? Or could Dr. Pabit Krishna, meddling in powers beyond him, the powers of darkness and evil, have raised up from the supernatural the instrument of his own death? We'll never know, because Tish was right. The driver of the mystery car was never found. I'll be back shortly. There is little more to add. Maurice is no longer in the country, shipped out as an undesirable alien. Tish, being young, and time being the best of healers, found the best of use for those diamonds. They equipped and staffed a halfway house for young people to escape and shake their individual drug habits. She has found another doctor, the head one at the clinic, and this one she will marry soon. She doesn't go often to New York, but when she does, it's to visit her best friends, Mr. and Mrs. Gary Young. That's the ex-Hank Plank, who has shed an uncomfortable name and 35 pounds, along with it. Our cast included Jennifer Harmon, Russell Horton, Martha Greenhouse, William Redfield, and Terry Keen. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. I was led to the edge of the forest. The Forbidden Forest. By my teacher and sponsor death. Are you frightened, Gold? No. Say the truth. Oh, yes. Remember what I taught you. Yes, I, I remember. they are very good fighters inside. Never let a woman get close enough to use her dagger. I remember. Oh, remember. In the heat of the fight, you'll do what's in your heart. I wish I knew what was in my heart. Before this night is over, you may find out. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Price news for small car buyers. Now you can pay less for selected models because special incentives from Ford to its dealers make lower prices possible on Pinto, Maverick, and Mustang 2. You must buy from stock before July 4th. Don't miss this opportunity to get a great value on a Pinto, Maverick, or sporty Mustang 2. Buy now from your Ford dealer.